Hello, my friends, this is Andy and Hedy. I come to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A broadcast of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to bring the gospel to every corner of the earth. So whether you've never walked into the church and have no Christian friends, it makes no difference. You can meet Jesus where you are. Meet the one true living God um, and be set free. You could find great resources, Bible books, Bibles, options, uh, Bible options, <laughs> pastors, worship bands, books, uh, me and Andy's podcast, uh, the living fearless devotional and Andy's fearless man podcast and drop us a line. We love to hear from you, whatever, um, suggestions you may have, or even, uh, you know, criticism. We take that too. Yes. Love that. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's Andy's favorite. <laughs> Not mine as much, but for Andy, that's his favorite. And if you care to partner with us, if this ministry has blessed you in any way, you can click the donate now button. Oh, that was good. That was good. Um, you know, it's funny. We were at um, lunch today with a bunch of uh, the the folks that we are kind of what's called a campaign team. Uh, the, the 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 parents who were able to get a you know three and a half conservative <laughs> Christian voted onto the school board, and then we all had lunch today together. But the funny thing is, is revisiting the names that were called by the libs on facebook oh. and all the things that happened behind our back and that they say stuff you know like demonic things during the school board meetings yeah. cussing out people i prayed once and it sounded like um it sounded like hell yeah it sounded like a bunch of people were like, <laughs> it was crazy but uh and we all kind of just we all really kind of tough skin group. find it yeah find it kind of fun bunch of crocodiles <laughs> We're going to be talking about what's happening in the world a little bit. Uh, we'll visit, uh, you know, the the tragedy in, in Tennessee, the tragedy in New York in regard to uh, President Trump and some other stuff. Let's uh, we'll just end with, a, I think, a prayer. I think it would be important. Yes. Uh, kind of like what Jack did, but a, a smaller version of that yes. here on our show. Less famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really shocked that he didn't. Um, uh, ask us to be on that big screen yeah and, uh, from our from our from our studio it must have been hard yeah we're going to andy and hedia uh, there in uh, <laughs> all the way in your belinda california <laughs> hi jack uh, we're here in your belinda california maybe next time <laughs> hey lisa nice to see you hi lisa live life wise yes good yes join lisa and i uh with live life wise go to live life wise Dot TV, and you can join us as we're founders of a company called LifeWise. It's amazing. It's free, and you can be a founder with us. Hey, Kate Reed. Hi, Kate. Nice to see you. Did she change her name again? Wasn't it something else for a little while? Yeah, it was Kate Mary for a while. Yeah. yeah what's going on? And Lisa's saying hi to Kate. All right, let's get into the devotional so we can get into some Andy stories a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So we're, living, we're reading... <laughs> We're reading from Charles Spurgeon for March 30th. The reference today is Isaiah 5312. Uh, he was numbered with the transgressors. Mm. Charles says, why do you think Jesus allowed himself to be listed or numbered with sinners? This wonderful act of humbling himself was justified for many powerful reasons. By humbling himself, he could be a better advocate for sinners, one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Often, an attorney identifies very strongly with his client, and, in fact, the eye of the law views the two as one in a legal sense. So when a sinner is summoned to court, Jesus appears there in his stead and takes the stand himself to answer the accusation. He points to his side, his hands, and his feet, and then challenges justice to bring, to bring any charge against the sinner he represents. He pleads his own blood and does it so triumphantly, being numbered with the transgressors, that the judge proclaims, let the defendant go, spare him from going down Amen. to the pit. I have found a ransom for him. Also, Jesus was numbered with the transgressors in order that sinners may feel their hearts being drawn toward him. Who could ever be afraid of someone whose name has been written on the same list with us? Surely we may come boldly to him and confess our guilt, 
for he who is numbered with us cannot condemn us. Wasn't he listed with us sinners that we might be listed with the saints whose names have been written in his blood? Remember, he was holy and listed among the holy while we were guilty and numbered with the guilty. But he transferred his name from the holy list to the dark list of indictment and removed our names from the indictment and wrote them on the list of acceptance. (laughs) In this in this way, there was a complete transfer made between Jesus and him and his people. Thus, Jesus has taken upon himself our total state of misery and sin. And all he has comes to us, his Amen. righteousness, his blood, and everything he inherited from the Father. He gives as the dowry to us who are known as his bride. So rejoice, dear believer, in your union with him who was numbered with the transgressors and prove you are truly saved by living a life that makes it abundantly clear. You are numbered with those who are a new creation in him. Wow. That was so much better this time. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, this is actually the hardest part for Muslims to understand in coming to Christ is it is a religion that has God so far away and described as so um, otherworldly, like that there's no, there's no way to reach him. There's no way to communicate uh, to him. He's beyond anybody's understanding. And so when you try to explain that the one God sent his son became flesh to dwell among us, to be tempted as we were tempted to die in our place because the price of sin has to be paid. You just can't get it. Mm. Like, why would God put himself on a cross? Why would Mm. he kill himself to pay the price of your sin? Because somebody has to pay that price. Right. Um, And it's just, it's really the hardest part to understand. It's really the hardest part for them. I don't know how it is for people that come from atheism or what have you. I think maybe for atheists, it's a little easier because once you accept the notion of a God, then the, then the rationale becomes easier. But for Muslims, this is the hardest part. And it is um, really the truly the most important. What struck me when I heard it was that it was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wow. Because when you really have the weight of what is going to happen to me when I die and who pay, when you, when you understand that the God will pay, wants the price of that sin, then you know you couldn't pay it. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I always had this fear when I was in Islam. I think I might go to hell. There's no way when he puts it on the scale, it's going to be higher. You understand? Because in Islam, they teach you it's going to be on a scale, like the weight of justice, you know? They'll put your good deeds on one side and your bad on the other. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it through with that. Mm. You know? And it's just this constant misery of I can't, ever win that battle and so when it when i hear the gospel it's like oh that you don't have that jesus paid that price because you know a price needs to be paid instinctually when you're a worshiper you know somebody's got to pay the price of that sin and so to hear jesus paid that price for you wow um i was like what how could how could that be and that's the truth of the simple gospel it's the way that um Charles wrote this devotional. Is that, would that be any help for a Muslim to read or would it? I think so. I think so. Just trying to explain. I I mean, once you can get to the point where you have a heart open enough to hear it, Mm -hmm. that um, this, this is the ultimate, this was the ultimate reason why God became man and, you know, became flesh and dwelt among us is because that price could never be paid by men. They would never be good enough. They say, well, you know, because if the question, the first question arises, why would God do that? Well, because he loves us and he knew we would never be able um, to pay it. Right. And he's, and he's perfect and he is just, it has to get paid. That's what people forget. They say, oh, I'm going to go to heaven. I was, I'm generally a good person. Mm. Like you can't be just a generally good person. (laughs) All of it has to be paid for. You can't go to Chili's and order a hamburger and say, I just want to pay for the fries. Right. You know what I mean? you got to pay for the whole meal. But you have to accept it. Right. You have to 
completely and totally accepted. That he paid the price or that you made the sins? <laughs> Both. That's the thing. Most people are like, I, I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, but you. what about all those sins you committed? Well, that reminds me of our conversation as we left my, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the car uh, after dinner. We exited the car and we had this discussion. And I said, you know what? You're right. And I got out of the car and I had to just come to this realization that, you know, you may be one of the first women that I actually said, you know, and, and felt it with my heart and my soul. Like I felt it like, you know what? You're right. And I had, and there's no like, Oh, I, I don't, I, even when she's right, I can't tell her <laughs> because that'll set me back so far as a man. No, it was, but it's that, that, that freeness, that, that freedom, that freeness. I don't know why I came up with that. The freedom. I like that word, freeness. <laughs> the freedom to be able to do that with with uh, Jesus Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit. That accepting them is is truth, and that uh, I am a sinner, and He is right about ah, everything. That's where you're going with this. Yes, yes. It's, it's ego. Right? Yes, it's pride that says I just know I I could do it. I am fine. I'm fine. I do it. No, I mean. Just accept that you will never be able to right. pay that price. And how amazing is the is the is, is everything uh, about this 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 uh, you know Jesus being born from a virgin grows up sinless so that he can be in our in our flesh so that we can we can say that he knows what it's like to be us on this earth. Right. Uh, and yet be sinless. Right. Be tempted. Be tempted. And then the whole uh, thing that he, uh, you know, is tortured for our sins and nailed to our sins on the cross. And forsaken by God at that instant in order to carry all that sin. Raise. Three days later, come back. That when you, when you talk about it, you go, there's no person no human being on earth that could come up with this, with this series of events. <laughs> I mean, with our, even, I mean, I have a pretty good imagination, but yeah, 66 it, books of the Bible, 42 authors. I yeah. Think? yeah. So it's like, how would people come up with that? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you, and you can say, well, no, this is, uh, this is all made up by man. No man can make up all of this that, and, and then have it, all these things prophetically be found to be true. Historical. Amen. It's just an impossible. It's like trying to understand how a man and woman become intimate and create a child. That the things that have to happen, like it's just it's it's mind-boggling what has to happen and yeah. how again only a God create could create that yes. that system. Amen. It's it's just impossible. So I don't understand now. I used to kind of go, well, you know, maybe, you know, and I now that I know the truth. That there's no other explanation other than God, so but true. God, but God. Sorry, did I? Did any of that make sense? Absolutely. I was on a rant. I was on a roll there. Um, what else, Schnooks? What else did you get from this? <laughs> I'm so free with that word. <laughs> I think everybody like they're, they're, I know half the people go. What did he just say? What did he just call her? Is that a bad word? <laughs> did he just cuss? No. <laughs> what else did you get from uh, uh, old Charles here? Uh, that's just, it, it, it's just the, I like the analogy also of a balance book. Mm -hmm. First of all, as an attorney that he goes and he stands in our place and basically says, I take it upon myself, but just the, the, the list of an indictment, taking it as a, as a charge that where you're listed among the wretched Mm -hmm. And that he, the visual of him crossing it out and putting his name in its place. Yes. And then as if that wasn't enough saying everything that I give you, the supernatural power, the authority, the nearness to the heavenly father, I give to you, I impute to you. So not only do I take you out of the list of the dark and the indicted, I impute my righteousness to you. Because it would have been just good enough if he would have just saved us from our sins and let mm -hmm. us live up there with him in the in the nosebleed seats. But <laughs> he doesn't. He he creates us. I mean, he imputes to us his righteousness so that we would go from glory to glory um, and be like him. How amazing is that? That is so crazy. 
So you awesome. Know, being transferred, he but he transferred his name from the holy to the dark, mm-hmm. and then wrote our names on the list of ex- acceptance, and then his righteousness, his blood, and everything he got from the Father, he gives as a dowry to us, known as his bride. Mm. So good, miraculous, spectacular. Charles Charles is pretty good at this. Yeah. This thing, this <laughs> devotional thing. Yeah, he's eloquent. <laughs> He's eloquent. Yes. Cindy's on. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for sharing more stories with us the other night. Those yes. are awesome. So Kate is saying you kept calling her Mary Kate. Yeah, isn't it's that Kate because, Mary. Isn't that because your name said Kate Mary? It says Kate Mary, but Mary Kate sound because. Oh, because of Mary Kay. Mary Kay or Mary Kate. Isn't that the name of the girls that played on one of those sitcoms? The twins. Oh, I don't know. You watch those from like 1920. I have no point, <laughs> of, re- I have no point of reference for that. <laughs> no, that was like the, uh, the 90s. Uh, Carrie says 300 plus prophecies millennia before he came to earth. Yes. Amen. Wow. So and awesome. Cindy said, I, this is so far down. I can't read it. Sorry, Schnucks. Oh, um, oh, I looked up the definition of schnooks. Might want to pick a new enduring. Oh. <laughs> it's not a- schnooks. Schnooks. Yeah, with a G. It's short for schnuggums. <laughs> Oh, we got to look up schnooks. But now I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to ignore that. But when you, when you say it fast, it does sound like schnooks. But it's oh, it does. Schnooks. Schnooks. Schnookums is the whole name. Now, don't look up schnookums and ruin it. Awesome. No, you can look Fulfilling it even just seven <laughs> to one to the 17th power. Wow. Wow. That sounds a like a lot. Cool statistic. Yeah. I wish I was better at math. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. For all our listeners out there, for what bad word schnooks is. <laughs> yeah, I, I it just hit me when I was saying it. Like, you know, whatever, what people think that. Right. Yeah. Hedia. That sounds funny saying your name. I know. It's supposed to be a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where it came from. It just appeared one day. All right. Should we uh, start with the scripture first and then we'll go to um, Jim. Jim. Jim Bob. Isaiah, speaking of prophecies, Isaiah 53 is just absolutely amazing, the whole chapter. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 2, 1, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. There it is. I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the, mm. advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Advocate with the Father. Yes. It's that <sighs> lawyer role. Yeah. Job 33, 24. And he is gracious to that person and says to God, spare them from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom for them. Job is a hard You know, just back to the um, idea of the uh, attorney Mm -hmm. metaphor. Yes. It is an interesting one because when I think about it, I've, I've worked for a lot of attorneys. That's my primary job is working with attorneys. And I see their interaction with their clients, the suspects that are often in chains oh. and they were like, and they walk into the courtroom <clears throat> and it is a little bit similar to that relationship that some people have with Jesus Christ or uh, yeah, I guess that's right. The, you know, the, 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 they either trust the attorney that's, that's working for them or they just say, I'm stuck with this guy. This guy's horrible. Um, but it's like having, I've worked with maybe, and I've worked probably, you know, I don't know, 75 attorneys over the last couple of decades. And I can tell you maybe two that I go, oh, that guy's got a good attorney. This guy's working hard for him. He's fighting for him. He believes okay. in him. And, I, and, and almost you could say that he, he loves, you know, he loves his job. He loves what he just, he does and he's fighting for this man or this girl uh, that he's working for and he puts everything into it too that's sad it is that we we have jesus christ as our attorney is what i'm getting to yeah. like you just go wow I, I just think about all these you know you you're just using that analogy 
Like, so true. I, yeah. <laughs> because that attorney, in, in the sense, we were talking about whether that analogy was true or not. But yeah, when they're in the courtroom, the attorney is speaking for the client and everything he's yes. doing, everything he's saying, he's 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 the client in the suit while the guy is in his orange jumpsuit and his chains and speaking for him, speaking to the judge who is a, a you know, maybe represents the God and say, no, I got this. This I, I'm going to take it all on me. I don't, I've only worked for two attorneys that it almost appears that they, you know, that they, they've wow. taken it as their duty to set this man free that they're working for. Mm. Fascinating, but, right? Yeah. But we have Jesus Christ who always loves us no matter what we did. And provides the best defense. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to go on that. I was just thinking like, I, I'm trying to think if anybody even comes close that I worked for, maybe two come and they're still far away. The fallibility of man. Yeah. Sorry. This just hit me. Uh, last one, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Old man mm. occasionally comes out of the grave and slaps us upside the head, but <laughs> the new is here. <laughs> Remember that in our darkest moments. All right, let's see what Jim has to say. You want to take comments? Oh, yeah, we should do that before we get too far behind. Yes. Uh, oh. If I sin, ha ha. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, she gave a big number here that I can't read, Carrie. Yeah. Oh, you didn't click on it. Um, well, you want me to just click on it? Because yeah. the podcast, the people won't know what it is. It's, a, it's one with a whole lot of numbers. <laughs> it goes across the screen. <laughs> uh oh, Kate looked it up too. Snook name meaning English, nickname for Middle English snake. Americanized form of Dutch snook pike, carnivorous fish. Oh, Lord. Thanks. I'll make sure I didn't have to enunciate the snook. That's a much better name, means term of endearment or address for a romantic partner you mean oh, that's what schnookums means really great that's where we got it I from had no idea where that <laughs> came from that's interesting and uh carrie says and he is an advocate for us amen jesus is our mediator and attorney and so much more because he paid the price right see that's why i didn't like the analogy at first Mm. because they said that, you know, the court considers them one. I said, no, one, one goes home free no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So they're not actually considered one. And, and he gets one. paid. He gets paid, <laughs> and he doesn't get beaten and whipped and crucified. Right. You know, so it's he gets paid regardless of whether his client goes free. But that's the yeah. that's the majesty of Jesus Christ. That's why I wasn't too thrilled so about the analogy, more. because yeah. so much more. It's so much more. He is definitely an advocate, but he's definitely more than an attorney. Yeah, gives a bit of a earthly example, but yeah, we yeah, know, we know that that he's so much more, as Cindy said. Wow, something else. So now we go to Jim. Yeah, I like this uh, these verses of Hebrews because it's a very succinct um, explanation to give to a non-believer. So Jesus came to Earth to identify with us that we may identify with Him in glory. God, the son humbled himself to become man. As John said, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's John 1 14. Here's how the writer of Hebrews expresses this profound truth. Since the children of flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil and free those who are all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That's me. Enslaved by the fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made, be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So beautiful, so eloquent. Lord, how grateful I am. Jesus was willing to be numbered with the transgressors, even me, may my walk continually express my gratitude. So good. Um, and see, that's a completely different model, right? Is that our service um, 
to the kingdom in honor of Jesus is not by fear of death, but it's out of love. Mm. Completely different motivator. Right. The slavery by their fear of death is so, so awesome. That yeah. They removed that slavery. That, that was, and that motivates so many people. Like, even uh, to on my side, the people who have fear of death going to hell. But what about all the people who do crazy things, whether it's, you know, sexual promiscuity or drinking because they're afraid of being alone or uh, they're afraid to face their fears or they want to drown their emotions? All of the slavery we subject ourselves to ultimately comes down to a fear of death, a, a fear of not having fear in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just knowing where you're going. Yes. It's, uh, you know, you know, getting in a car and just guessing, you know, you know, that you, you have to be somewhere and you're going to be late, but you don't have, before we had phones, you know before yeah. we had a Thomas guide, you're going, oh God, I hope I get the stress I would feel when I would think I was nowhere, but I wasn't quite sure. Remember those days when we didn't have all these oh, yeah. technologies? Absolutely. I would get lost. I moved to DC <laughs> in that time. I literally would get lost every single day yeah. and end up in another state. Because you get lost in DC, you end up in another state. Maryland. Yeah. Or Virginia. And then you would go from Maryland to Virginia and you're still lost. <laughs> it was scary. And then suddenly you see the, the Statue of Liberty. Of like, oh. <laughs> then you're running out of gas and it's nighttime. Um, but the the but the the confidence of knowing where you're going. The only thing that's kind of a little bit scary is if it's it's gonna if it's gonna be a painful death. I just don't want it to be painful. I, I just want it to be quick. <laughs> yes. Like if they're going to decapitate me, just let it be quick. Don't, don't get a dull knife and just kind of like saw it at it. Mm. And so that takes us to our current point of mm. the world today. Yeah. It's this fear of death, the trans terrorism, the trans jihad, just the, the culmination of the demonic um and politics and the world events, like, you know, this is otherworldly because it's beyond humans for these things to be happening because they're just so, uh, they're just so out of pocket. They make, um, it makes no sense other than the fact that it's, and um, I love the way Tucker said, he explained that it is the trans movement and we were talking about this today, very different from same-sex attraction. Same-sex attraction is a sin. It's an urge of the flesh that God hates, like all, like all other sins and people don't inherit the kingdom. We don't hate it. No. God no, hates it. We all hate the sin. We hate the sin. We don't hate the people that engage right. in the sin. Right. Um, we don't you know, hate our drunk friends either, no. but, you know, but they're engaged in a sin that God hates. But the trans movement is a fight against God because God says I made them man and, man right. and female. And so it's basically an entire demonic movement to destroy the kingdom of God because it wants to destroy their ability to procreate. You know what I mean? To create families, to have a sense of security and identity. It literally wants to strip people of their identity. And when you see the way that movement's being mobilized, it is so aggressive mm -hmm. and it, it it's creating such enmity in them and such anger it's it's very similar to me and i'm i'm going to be writing about this next week and i'm just trying to find the words to explain how it's so similar to all of the other extremist ideologies that we that we study because similar to the jihadist philosophy it is it is angry and founded on hatred of the other that it is my job to kill you. And this, this ideology is very similar because it's basically saying that if you do not accept my demonic idea, then you are an enemy and I should destroy you in any way I have available to me to destroy yeah. you. And so put a person with that ideology pumped up full of hormones, um, you know, and most likely the opposite hormones you so especially if they're transitioning to a male and they're filled with testosterone it's just a it's a molotov cocktail of violence 
Yeah. And then on top of it, you have people who would never do that themselves, but they are in a position where they can act as God and, and promote other people that, yeah, you can change your sex. I, I'm, I'm the leader. I'm your God. And I'm telling you that it's okay that you castrate yourself, that you remove your breasts. Right. And then we're going to make it possible. So you don't even have to tell your parents because why? Because I'm, I'm God, right. little G. It's, it's literally putting itself up against yeah. the kingdom of God. And the enmity between these two communities will mm. not stop. Yep. Because there are always going to be weak-minded people that have mental disorders that these other people who want to be God prey can prey on. That's what we had. And with it grows. The, that's what we had with ISIS. The recruitment of ISIS in America was mm. on the mentally frail. Mm, yeah. because they were suffering from you know abuse at home or other kinds of loneliness being outcast being unable to find work you know all these other symptoms that they had all over the world which is very similar to the trans community but in 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 the trans community they're also like you said castrating them they're literally changing their physical comp composition to make them a better soldier right it's just, it's tragic it's horribly tragic. And then whether, and I, and I believe COVID was on purpose, obviously. I, it's obvious to me <laughs> that, but I'm not sure that they, I think they fell into something that they just go, oh my gosh, we have now have a, have a, a way of creating more followers for us as small G gods that we are, we're going to get them to confine themselves. We are going to get them to mask based on us telling them that they need to, or else they're going to die. And it, it be, then there's Especially. when we begin to uh, manipulate people and indoctrinate people in this ideology that they may never have reached before. They were able to reach more people and create more followers through the COVID shutdown. And well, uh, I think that the role that China played in it, I saw it in my daughter's life and many other children was TikTok. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, there was there is regular TikTok and then there's the dark TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so when they were constantly seeking to break that algorithm to get into the dark TikTok and it was dark. And now we know most of that was built by China. Yep. Now you had fentanyl. And China, we're talking about not the Chinese people. China right. is the enemy of the state. It's a, the Communist yeah. Party. CCP. Um, but now they have fentanyl that they're able to put in and, and nobody on the left, the Democrats down the far left as you can go, could care about the death and destruction that that is coming, that that is causing. We're going to get to the shooting in, in, in Nashville, but they, and again, this is tragic that these three nine-year-olds and, and three adults lost their life. Tragic. But they will take that incident with six people and because they're able to use it in regard to guns in the uh, second amendment, but yet they're allowing hundreds of thousands of children die through the fentanyl and do and say nothing about and it. And abortions. Yeah. They go, Oh, these six are so important because we want to get rid of these guns, <laughs> but you have hundreds of thousands that are dying from an open border and they never think, well, maybe we should close the border, which is what, it's not simple, but there is a way of reducing right. it very quickly. I mean, and we had reduced it. And we had reduced it. <laughs> Two, then you have abortion. Like well, another hundreds of thousands, millions of babies. Eight, uh, what was it? 800,000 black babies have been killed. And yet, and then they go, we care about uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. 800,000 black babies have been killed in the last 10, 15 years, whatever the, the time span is for that particular study. And yet they and they go foam they foam at the mouth about it that if they we don't allow this to happen this this thing but then you ha again then we have three killed in Nashville and yeah it's they, an excuse. They, yeah they just go crazy and we should care about all of them absolutely and I'm not trying to minimize the the six people that died I'm just saying that here they are foaming at the mouth about six but yet hundreds of thousands if not millions are dying and they say nothing. Okay, we're going to take a slight deviation here because yes. I want to read this definition. Kate says, <laughs> Schnookums is much nicer. The meaning given name, the, the meaning of the given name Schnookums represents compassion, creativity, reliability, generosity, loyalty, and a love for domestic life. Oh, oh who knew that? That is so no beautiful. Idea. Thank you for looking that up, Kate. 
Now she's saying she's educated. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Kinsman and Redeemer, Cindy. so born a Jew. Mm. That's going back to Jesus now. Sorry, we're yeah. off the whole schnookums thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy <laughs> says, I spent so much time in my life surviving, trying not to die, that even knowing where I was going was difficult to change that paradigm. That's very difficult. It's very difficult, Cindy. Wow. Wow. Cindy's good. has some good info. Oh, wait. And Carrie says trans is basically neutering themselves. Yeah, it's just horrific. We had a terrible instance that we heard of here in our area of a, of a child being done, you know, whatever, uh, by a school or, you know, trying to get to the bottom of whether schools are allowed to do that in California, um, whether they're allowed to help with transition without notifying parents. You know, the laws are so murky nowadays. It's just it's terrifying for parents. The, 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 the problem is that these kids are falling into this trap of believing what they're being told because it's, it's become normalized. The sexualization of our kids in the schools and through TikTok and through music, they've been sexualized that they don't realize that it's wrong until it's too late. And then we see uh, on the news, uh, you know, in these studies all the time that they change their mind. They go, whoa, whoa, what was I thinking? And now it's either too late or almost too late. They've, they've, yeah. they've gone to the brink. And, and so it's, it's just so sad that they're destroying these lives. Again, these are people that would never do this themselves. Right. But they would never do it themselves. They would never do it to their own kids, probably. No, even the, the lady who is the, what is she, the Secretary of Health, mm. said, I'm so grateful I transitioned l later because I love my children. And I was like, see, you're advocating <laughs> for child transition. And you yourself said you're so happy you waited till you were older because otherwise you wouldn't have your children. Why wouldn't you want that same privilege for every young lady or man? Right. Oh, so yeah. Cindy also Cindy. agrees that it's yeah. tragic. And Carrie says men can barely manage testosterone. Women can't even deal with slight increases during menopause. Yeah. Creates severe aggression. Yeah. It will cause a girl to go in and shoot up a school. And Cindy says our world is a huge mess. Thank God we have Jesus. The only solution, folks. It's but not God. in control. It's, <laughs> it's nothing but Jesus. Our world is just... Absolutely upside down. So, of course, uh, so we talked about that with the transgender woman who uh, obviously uh, mentally disturbed and then uh, probably on some type of medication that changed her testosterone levels and became uh, deadly and cost the lives of these young nine-year-olds. One of the girl, the nine-year-old girls was pulling the fire alarm. How, how amazing is that? Just uh, trying to save everybody's lives uh, at the time that she was shot, but just that oh, she, I didn't know that. yeah. And then the 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 lady who ran the school, yeah, the a former FBI, really, yeah. Uh, and she came out of her office. She was on a Zoom call, came out and and tried to intervene and got shot. But just again, it it, it takes away that fear of death, right? That uh, you know you know where you're going, and I need to go out there and. Stop and want these kids to, to have the rest of their, have, their lives the, ahead to of share them. the gospel. And, uh, and you know, there's probably kids that are here going to hear about her, how she probably saved hundreds of lives. And I don't know how many kids go to that school, but tens, if not, you know, by her intervening, why would she, do? she slowed down the shooter oh. you know, and, and caused the delays now that it, uh, that shooter had to engage her and the two other adults who knows what they were doing. I haven't heard what they were doing at the time and the officers were arriving. Now I want to get to the officers that you see a, a stark difference between what happened in Uvalde in Texas, untrained men who who were more concerned about their lives than the children's lives and did not go in. And these men at uh, Tennessee, you know, Nashville, they ran right in. There was no hesitation. You can see and when you think about it, really, there really shouldn't be any hesitation because when was the last time it was an army of people that invaded that's shooting? Right. It's usually just one person. And right. you're six guys. Like, what are you afraid of? You know, they're afraid of dying. The yeah. Uvalde kids or officers. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they were doing From other stuff, shooter, you know? washing their hands, you know, with the, the sanitizer before they went this. I'm again, I'm, I'm going from Uvalde to Tennessee, but just then we have video of both. You see men who were more concerned for themselves. And then you have men because they were men. I mean, if there would have been a woman, I'd say the woman too, but the, these men that in Nashville, not a hesitation. 
you know, and, and they did it tactically, tact, tactically. Yeah. Um, and so that they could also, they can, you know, stay alive. You have to also stay alive, but you also have to move quickly. Right. So you have to use tactics. You have to use cover and concealment as you're moving towards the gunfire. The best part of that video for me was when you heard her firing, I believe they say she was, you know, maybe shooting people when they heard the firing, but they ran faster. The moment they heard the gunfire, they turned and ran towards the gunfire. That is, that is the beauty awesome. of, of officers who have courage and confidence Amen. and training and, uh, and did not hesitate that they, they weren't a slave to death. Mm. To the fear of death. Or the fear of death. To the fear of death, yes. So I just wanted to make sure and give those officers praise. I don't know their names. I've, I've heard it a couple of times, but uh, they just uh, need, need to be um, saluted and honored. Yes. Uh, who knows? So I think between the, 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 the woman who came out and engaged the shooter, it was, again, it was a, a slowing down of the action. And as the officers are moving, I think the, the culmination, uh, it, it led to six deaths, but I, I know that it could have been more because she was going to leave that school and go to another school. Right. And so it, uh, who knows how many lives that they saved. Just amazing. Kate says. So confusing what's happening. It makes no sense. No balance, just bombardment of lies and overwhelming trauma after trauma of humanity. It's a very dark time. Yep. Yes. Carrie agrees that Tennessee did a great job. Mm. And Kate says, therefore, our light must shine bright for those that are looking for hope and an escape from the darkness. Keep your lamps full of oil. <laughs> the bridegroom is coming. Amen. Yes. The officers did a great job. It's a war. Yeah. When actually, after the shooting, we had a chance to talk with the kids. It was our last day of school. And um, that was our parting message to them is just stay aware. You guys are now have a little bit of training more than your, your classmates. Um, make sure to stay aware of suspicious activity or people that are on the campus um, and um, protect your fellow citizens. If you hear of people posting angry um, stuff or violent stuff, make sure you report it to a trusted adult. Uh, they were just awesome kids. You know, you could see them being, um, great resources for their communities. Yeah, they were just awesome in their response. Nothing, and I and I told them some pretty hard truths about certain things, and I know you did about terrorism, and um, and they and they took it all in. Yeah, there was a couple of days I said, I, "Did I scare any of you guys? Do you want to talk about anything that I told you?" Because I shared some pretty deep, dark things, and some of your stuff was like was pretty strong. I was going, oh, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared to go. Well, every time I don't want to fly on a plane. Every time you hear Allah Akbar, you get scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Why'd you say that? Now I get, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Um, but um, they wrote us a really nice uh, set of notes uh, about our their so experience. Sweet. And they were just so nice that they, they took the things that we said, which is what our hope was. Yes. And uh, are going to take it forward. And some of them said they some of the things that, were said well they'll they'll use and consider the rest of their lives which yeah. i thought was pretty cool which is god it has nothing to do with us yeah um god uh, allowed us to be in that position pastor jack uh with his it was awesome because it was just he and i talking in front of the church and said you know what you guys should get a hold of the school because yeah. you guys should, i think you guys need to teach which is like what what do you mean we need to teach <laughs> So random, right? <laughs> so random. And there we are teaching a bunch of kids. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, so speaking of pastor Jack, he had a, um, a he called a, uh, a, a prayer, um, prayer night. What was it? What was National it? day of prayer, national day of prayer last night. And both Hetty and I had the same reaction that we thought, well, you know, we've been to these prayer meetings before where it's about two hours of standing. <laughs> <laughs> and praying, which is fine. That's what God calls it. I mean, God died on the cross for us. We can stand for two hours right. praying. It's just we thought we were going to be standing and praying. <laughs> um, and, but we get there, and it was so, so amazing to be in that auditorium with the thousands of people that filled that auditorium. And, um, and I'm so proud to call them our church. I know. That he people. brought these people all over the United States uh, via um, uh, streaming. And um, 
they just all had words of wisdom about the th- their lane. Each one had their lane that they were uh, a part of. And uh, what were you what were you saying was one of your favorite ones? It was Pastor Jack. <laughs> I mean, just just the uh, first of all, just to surprise us all like that, and so well orchestrated, and so thoughtful and well thought out. And then in the end, he just cried over um, the prayer warriors of our church mm. and how it's what keeps him standing and it's what gives him energy. And it knows it's what sustains the church is to be a praying church. And uh, it was just so beautiful, his heart for that and his concern for our children and the influence of the media. It was just, it was, it was so um, it was such an honor to be considered a member of that church uh, last night. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, there was a, a, a many amazing speakers. Um, Bachman, what's her first name? Michelle. Michelle Bachman. That was the first speaker, and she was amazing. Um, Heidi St. James, who I follow on on Facebook, I sent you a link this morning. She was at some other event today. Where yeah, she, where she yeah, was last night? Yeah, and then um, but. And I don't mean to say this, but because he's lesser than anybody, but my, one of my favorites was Danny Goki, his message. Yeah. And I talk about this with the kids all the time. I was going to say, you are a product of what it is you put in your ears and you look through your eyes on a continual basis that this, this drumbeat of one thing or another, if it's, uh, you know, sexualization or it's bad words or whatever it is, that that constant over and over changes you. And Danny Goki brought that to the audience and said, yeah. you know, we have to be more aware of what it is our kids are listening to and watching and, and the friends they hang out with. He didn't say that, but that's kind of all part of it, that the, the constant bombardment of one thing or another that we'd much rather be indoctrinated by God than indoctrinated by Satan. Amen. We just need to avoid that. But I thought, I thought Goki was awesome. I love, I love, yes. I love, his, I love his music too. <laughs> it was right up your alley. <laughs> it was. And saying that she watched online, Pastor Rob McCoy is in Godspeak in Nashville. Uh And now I'm going to be holding another National Day of Prayer there this Saturday evening. Lisa, Uh you mean you're going to hold a National Prayer Day? Or is Pastor Rob McCoy? And Kate says, I felt the same way and decided to watch it this morning. I was so encouraged. It was very powerful. Yes. Amen. It sure was. Oh, the one thing that Peggy is, but Lisa says, dear, dear Peggy. Oh, Peggy, the prayer the, on her knees. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Oh, man. Did name. they show her on camera? Because she was yeah. kind of off in the corner and Did she was on her knees the entire time yeah. with her arms of the her, her arms must be sore today. Well, right. And just cry. Sorry. But she was amazing. She was just she was. Prayer and, crying. And, and crying, sobbing. Oh, my God. Caused Jack to cry. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was something else. Goki was great. Goki was great. Yeah. Pastor McCoy is doing another National Day of Prayer. Oh, uh, okay. 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 <laughs> I like that Lisa was going to do one. I would have yeah. watched. I would have watched. Lisa's amazing. Uh, apparently, um, she has another Facebook friend that lives in Fountain Valley, California, and her brought up your pastor. Brought up. Brought up the pastor. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. And she brought up. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Pastor Jack asked Peggy to come up, but she didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He tried, but she was too emotional. Yeah. We could see it. I'm just not sure what you were able to see and even uh, yeah, with the rest of the people. She's saying she, all, she, they, all they knew was that he was asking her to come up. Yeah. We were on the first row, as we like to be. Um, and um, we could see her, but and she was like. Her husband was speaking for her. Her husband had to speak for her because she couldn't. She yeah. couldn't speak. It was something else. But uh, yeah. And so wild. finally, you know, I'm not. Um, I'm not as huge a fan of former President Trump as you are. But <laughs> um, we prayed yes. before we went on, and um, really, honestly, it really touched me the thought that you know we really should be praying for him and his family because. No matter what, all the money in the world um, cannot stop the anxiety that they must all feel over, oh, my God, is he going to go to prison? Like, I mean, just the the magnitude of what they're put under right now. And you have 
probably literally the entire force of the U.S. government coming down on you to have something to change a trajectory of your life. I mean, I don't think any of us can understand that amount of force coming upon a person because literally, you know, the it's unlimited resources, whether it's classified information and intelligence from the FBI, all the powers of DHS, the local forget the local prosecutor, this, the amount of information and evidence that could be fed and falsified for that matter. And then to know that you have to face that, like how scary that must be. You know, it's just, a, it's really a tragedy. It never leaves me that they have had every uh, tool and in, in, um, process to find something. Yeah. And, and yet, is... in, in, in seven or eight years, or whatever, however long it's been that they've been after him, that this is what they, this is what they have. This is the thing that they want to bring him down with. That who else on, in the United States? And again, there's, I know people that they'll be watching this that don't like him. But I'm telling you, I think much of the reason you don't like him is because what they've tried to do to him. And he's had to defend himself. And he's had to say, these things are crazy that you're saying about me. They're, they're really just crazy. I am a rich man who had a, a, a playboy time in my life. And if you can hate me on that, that's fine. But look what he did for the country while, while being attacked the entire time. That's a the Russian piece, spy. It, it, yes, just everything. They, they, they um, you know, uh, uh, impeached him twice, put him through hell with the impeachments and, and lied about it the entire time. None of it was true. And yet he still brought us the Abraham Accords. He still brought us a uh, dollar something gas. How He's, many Supreme Court justices? Uh, I think it was three, two or three. Yeah. Um, I should know that. changed the trajectory of our law um, for decades. Yes. That's how we got Roe v. Wade overturned. I mean, it's what it's done for conservative Christians and for Bible-believing people is extraordinary. Right. Low but inflation. Just the, just the humanity of it all. And just the humiliation of a trial and, you know, whatever public information, mm. all of his dirty laundry they want to air and how they want to malign his character and that his wife has to sit by and listen to it. And his son, his young son has to listen to it. It's just the humiliation, the mm. degradation is, um, it's very sad. Yeah. They'll, they'll take something like him liking McDonald's and make it this horrific, like, oh my gosh, you, you know, they blow it up into this huge thing. Like, Excuse me, I, I'm, I'm so confused. Why the everything he does has to be the worst, the worst of the worst. Right. Uh, Kate says, "I love Trump, and so does her doctor." I love that. <laughs> I love that your doctor loves him too. Right, and her, she also, Kate also expresses a sympathy mm. for his young son. And Lisa says, "And if it comes to a court case, it's New York. Ninety-nine percent of them have Trump derangement syndrome. Yes. Yep. So how do you get a fair trial? Indeed." Um, and if they convict him, then I want to see Hillary sent to jail. It'll never happen. Yeah. It'll never you have real crimes occurring in the Biden family, real crimes that they have evidence and they can see. And they, they just go, I, I, we don't we don't we don't see a problem with him getting millions of dollars in, in, from China at, in his bank account for no for no business, for no product, for no service. There's no product or service that they've supplied. And yet they have millions of dollars deposited in their account in their name. Split between the family. And then Biden goes, well, what family? What? I don't know what you're, he sends there in the camera and says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's really, what? It's part of the onslaught. It's part of the war. So, so, so I know, but, but I'm telling you, most of it is because of what he's had to do to fight back. He's, he's had to fight back. I mean, look what we just go through in this in the school school board. Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. Oh, I get called all kinds of shenanigans. Or the board members, their I, life threatened. It's just really, it's ugly. Yeah, I get called schnooks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Kate's saying, well, Nancy Biden and his son was so much proof they get walk they get yep. to walk away untouched. Nothing. Yeah. And our government has gone to the devil. It appears so, Carrie. It does. And the world can see it clearly. No justice. Oh, well, only half the world sees it clearly. The other half thinks that this is justice. That's what's so And the rest of the world is no better than us. I mean, the people say, well, the United States, what's happening in Israel? Look what's happening yeah. in Canada. Look what's happening in, in Europe. Australia. Australia. Sorry, Kate. Uh, New Zealand. 
it's just uh, it's it's everywhere all this the, the, the devil has is seeped into the minds of the weak and uh and it's causing so much problems it's gonna be dangerous for christians too i love it bring it on <laughs> don't say that leave my kids out of it but bring yeah it on exactly yeah. don't say that um may god protect us all uh i believe this is all to rile up the people who support trump and get them to be violent and yes the current absolutely. administration will implement punishments and the like yeah absolutely. yeah we were listening to charlie kirk and um jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec, and then um, Dan Bongino was on too on um, Jesse Waters show, and they're all saying the same thing: is to you know we're going to fight back, but in not in a violent way. Just to be careful, be mindful of what it is you're doing. Um, and they released the uh, QAnon. Uh, yeah, I feel so bad for that guy. I'm so glad they released him. Because, yeah, well, that was horrible. What happened? It was a disaster. So, um, Hedia, yes. Schnuggums, <laughs> would you please pray um, for our world? <laughs> That's a small order. <laughs> I will do my best. We need a good prayer. Oh. Heavenly Father, we come to your throne of grace with confidence that you will give us the mercy and the grace that grace that we need in our time of need. And we are certainly in a time of need. Our nation, our world is in a time of need. Lord, the enemy has taken up arms against um, humanity, has uh, sought the destruction of our children to maim and mutilate them and to deceive them, Lord. It's the great deception, the great delusion that's filling the earth, Lord. We, we ask to stand in the gap, whatever we could possibly do, whatever we could do to... Um, protect our families, our communities, our, our towns, our cities, our states, our nation, Lord, that um, you will hear our cry and you will accept our intercession, our, our intercessory prayer for those who do not know um, what they're doing, Lord, that they're under this demonic oppression, possession, and they um, don't know what they do, Lord. And we ask that you set them free, set them free from this bondage that you bind the enemy, you bind the enemy from terrorizing people, um, unbeknownst children whose minds are terrorized by lies, by lies of the father of lies, Lord, that only comes to seek to steal and destroy. Oh, protect us, Lord. Send your warring angels to encompass our homes and our towns, Lord, and to, and to make others who, who do not yet know you to have a glimpse of the light, Lord, and to come towards the light and not to be to become sons of the light and of the day and not sons of the darkness. Uh, it's, our, it's our deepest prayer, Lord, that um, they, people will come to saving faith in Christ because there is no other solution. You are the only solution. You are the only lifeboat in this mess, in this hurricane, in this flood, Lord. You are the ark of salvation. And uh, we pray that as many as possible can enter that ark, Lord. Um, we pray that you will make our crooked path straight, that you will continue to instill holiness in us, Lord, that we may hear your voice and that we may heed the call and that we will be stand and be courageous and strong in the face of adversity, Lord, because we know to live as Christ and to die as gain. So we're here, Lord, send us. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice um, to the gospel, to our Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood that washes us clean. We thank you for giving us a life worth living, for saving and redeeming us, Lord. We love you with everything that we've got. It's in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. We ask all of these things in his mighty name. Amen. Amen. I love you. I love you too. All right. All right, my friends. <sighs> thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, sorry, just for making sure. Did we hit them all? <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, the movie Nefarious, too. Look oh. forward to seeing that. That's all about Satan and his attack. It's, uh, he said it's a, um, an extreme example of the screw tape letters. Oh. <laughs> so, was Mark, cool. was that Mark? Uh, Mark Driscoll was talking to the producer, oh. the writer. Very cool. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. And remember to keep praying. Keep praying. God is good. We love you. God bless. Bye. 